Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. It's good to see you. Good to have you here face to face. Thank you. There's just something I want to let you uh, in on. I mean, I've told everybody else. Yeah, no, just go ahead and hit me with it. Um, so your mother and I are separating, getting separated. Dang. to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry. Welcome to Plathville Edition. Um, You know, it's a Friday episode, so I would imagine maybe a couple of you guys are wondering, since usually my Friday episodes are designated for Married at First Sight, if I'm going to be recapping Married at First Sight. Listen, I did not watch, I have yet to watch the premiere episode and I feel so free and like, I don't want to go back into that world. So it's not looking good. It's not looking good for for its sight at all. Um, Sorry. Sorry in advance. Maybe my mind will change over the weekend and I'll be full speed, speed ahead, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. So let's talk about Plathville, a show that, you know. I can't say it's really that much more exciting, but things happen, so let's talk about it. The episode begins with the stupid emojis. Why did we make the decision to integrate emoji work into the editing process? I'm not sure, but uh, Mariah's dancing. She's explaining to us that she's super into ballroom dancing. Um, would she be the second person from TLC to go on Dancing with the Stars? Because I'm assuming... Surely Kate Gosselin has been on it, right? Has, like, Dr. Pimple Popper? I'm not sure. But 
I see that for her and I see what she's doing. I, I do see what she's doing. Then she says in a confessional, it's safe to say that there's going to, that I'm going to be exploring all types of dancing. I'm like, okay, is that like a threat or <laughs> is this like a journey we're going to have to go on with you? Um, turns out, yeah, it is, but more on that later. <clears throat> Back in Plathville, Lydia is explaining that even though Kim has moved back into the house, she's still spending a lot of her time at the dance studio. So now Lydia has continued her role as the de facto mother of the house. And Lydia says about the most depressing thing I've ever heard Lydia say, which is, you know, shocking, all things considered. She says that she feels like her life for the last few years have been preparing her for this. For what? Being like an 18-year-old single single mother of three? Is this what you want? <laughs> You've been preparing for this, this role for years? I need her to get out of the house. I need her to get out of that house. I want a spinoff where Lydia goes anywhere else out of the grips of both of her parents and I need her to just have a year where she like, like breaking Amish, you know, like I want the Lydia Plath version of breaking Amish. So she continues to tell us that as the older kids, her older siblings started moving out of the house, she decided to take on the role. Even though Kim tried to help her, she was like, no mom, I can do this. And she's like, you know, I, I did put this on myself. <laughs> And then she said she's trying to like tap into how her mom feels, you know, ha excuse me, having nine children, um, giving so much to them and how if, you know, like the, the Vicki Gonvalson from Real Housewives of Orange County love tank theory, that if you're just giving and giving and you're not being poured into, then you're going to end up empty. Kim's love tank is very much empty, just like Vicki Gunvalson. Um, and so Lydia can like tap into that. She's understanding now. I'm like, these are not things that you need to like force yourself to understand. You don't have to understand what it's like to be uh, a mother who gets no help from her husband at the age of 18. You don't have to know what it's like to be a wife who is disappointed in how her life has gone. These are not things that you need to learn. And I think maybe we need to tap into why you felt the need to learn those lessons. Like, what's that about? Lydia goes on to say that she hasn't really spoken to Kim, her mom, lately. But she wonders if Kim's maybe afraid to talk to her about stuff. But until then, she can't waste time figuring it out. She's just going to be there for her family. This is like true dark-sided stuff. I... <laughs> This is bad, y'all. The Micah is actually still in town after his 21st birthday. So he and Ethan decide to take a little motorcycle road trip up from uh, Tampa to Georgia. Um, first, they go to see all the progress that Ethan has made at his garage or whatever. And Micah's got other plans. He's planning on going to the Plath house to see the family. And so he's hoping to encourage Ethan to come along as well. Um, Ethan still at this point does not know that his parents are separated. So, you know, another part of this, uh, going to see the parents or the family thing is that, uh, you know, maybe somebody can tell Ethan <laughs> what's going on with the rest of them. So Micah's already talked to Barry 
And he knows that Barry wants to have a conversation with Ethan, but he feels like even though he's in it and like trying to kind of facilitate it on the low, he also doesn't want to be too in the middle, um, which I think is fair. I I think it's completely fair. Uh, So he did tell Barry, you know, I think you should reach out to Ethan. And what do you know? As they're filming, he happens to text message, Ethan, how convenient was that? How convenient was that? Um, so, you know, Barry's just like, hey, I heard you were in town. Uh, you know, I would like to see you. Maybe give me a call. So Micah's like trying to talk to Ethan about it. But then Barry actually calls himself. And so they have this conversation. And we find out that they have not spoken in like two years. uh, uh, Ethan and Barry which is pretty wild Um, so Barry calls he asks if they can come over but you know Micah kind of helps Ethan out by saying you know I think Ethan might be hesitant to see mom right now so Ethan says that in terms of his parents he does feel like Barry actively wants him in his life somewhere deep down inside that very thin and frail body of his but He also doesn't feel like Kim is sorry at all. But Barry says that Kim probably won't be there because she's going to be working on the dance studio or something. So Ethan's like, okay, in that case, I will come over. Then Ethan says in a confessional that he can tell something major has changed because the last time he did try to talk to his dad, he feel like they couldn't speak up one-on-one because it always involved Kim, you know, like fucking things up and, and trying to like play undercover brother by um, sneaking up on Mariah's concert. And (laughs) the day she did, she decided to go to Mariah's first concert to stake out the joint in the parking lot, but knew enough to get a friend's, of the family's car so that Ethan and Micah wouldn't try to search for her in the parking lot and figure out where her car was or figure out where she was by her car. (sighs) That lady, that's like some true psycho shit. Like you should never be in a position where your children know that something is different because you're not behaving like a weirdo. (laughs) You know, like that shouldn't be the precedent that you set cam. So I always really wondered like what it is or who specifically it is that Ethan is mad at. Is he mad at Barry and Kim equally? Is there like one that he sides with more than any other? And I feel like he never really fully explained it until now. Like I knew he was really mad at Kim, but I thought that like, I thought it might be like a 60, 40 thing. Like he was 60% mad at Kim, 40% mad at Barry, but I think it might be more like a, 87 13 87% mad at Cam and 13% mad at Barry he says like the only thing he's actually really mad at at his dad for is for never standing up to his mom and then he says you know mom has a tendency to get involved in nonsense and drama kind of like Olivia does (laughs) well damn (laughs) Olivia's like why am I in it (laughs) you know like oh man The day that Ethan is recognizes the connection in marrying and being bitter and resentful towards somebody that is so similar to his mother, that's going to be a big day for him. It's going to be a big day for us all, really. And we need to 
I hope and pray that that happens soon. So back in Tampa, Mariah keeps her word on exploring new ways of dance and takes Olivia to a pole dancing class. And you know what? On the one hand, good on her for trying to economize by bringing her ballroom dancing slippers to the pole class, but also, baby, shout out to the pole instructor for having actual stripper shoes for them to wear because I didn't really want to watch, you know, Olivia and Mariah do pole and like stripper moves in, you know, the shoes that Estelle Getty wore in the Golden Girls. Like that would just be, there's a cognitive dissonance in that. The first all the ladies gather around in some kind of like sister circle to talk about why they're there. And, you know, Olivia talks about how she and Mariah grew up in a pretty conservative community that caused them to be ashamed of their bodies and how even though they don't believe that stuff, they also still have the residual, you know, feelings of that. And then Mariah goes further and talks about how her last relationship, <clears throat> Max, um, was pretty controlling to the point where she would never be allowed to go to a pole dancing class if she were still with him. That's like truly wild behavior. Not to say that... <sighs> How do I say this correctly? Like, it's just wild to me that you would be in a relationship that young that's so controlling. You know what I mean? Like, I, I felt like as a teenage girl, I didn't really think of guys as better than me. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, that sentiment has not changed. But you know what I mean? Like, I guess the idea that you would be like, that an 18-year-old would be deferring to her similarly aged boyfriend as like a leader and controlling her behavior like that's really like max really needs to look at that because that's like super dark like it just feels like very young to be so ugh, you know what i mean as they're trying out some moves, Olivia starts Olivia starts to get a little bit in her head because she's watching Mariah do all these moves like pretty fluid, feeling her body, you know, feeling real pussy and all that, but she says that she feels like a cow, like a clumsy, clunky cow who can't walk in these shoes she can't do these moves she's just like not in tune with her body that way there really was not much in the scene um you know if you're ever in the tampa area and you want to take a pole dancing class i guess you can go to pole dancing tampa.com to have the mariah and olivia experience i haven't been to the website but i'm sure it's got to be way more developed than kim's dance studio website which i talked to um on the surviving sister wives patreon but you guys like run don't walk to go and find that um website it is such a just like a fun romp in like basic html skills and stock images let me figure out the name of the dance studio so i can lead you in the right direction okay it's called grady central dance studio so yeah just go and check it out it's truly fun um i also looked at the google reviews excuse me and it only has two it's got three stars overall somebody gave her a five star and then one lady named melissa gave her a one star three weeks ago for no reason there was no description given and i you know melissa come on the podcast and let me know tell me why you gave it one star like were you really feeling some type of way about kim that you had to do that because that's funny you might be my kind of girl let me know girl let me know 
So back over in Cairo, Micah and Ethan decide to ride over to the parents' house. And Micah says he thinks that Ethan's actually going to be really shocked about the news of Kim and Barry separating. But Barry says in an interview that he knows Ethan doesn't really want to see Kim. So she's being gracious by bowing out or making herself scarce so that he can try to cultivate some sort of relationship with Ethan again. When they get there, you know, all the little blonde girls are whooping with joy. Lydia's crying, probably. Um, Ethan and uh, uh, Barry actually shake hands, which was nice. And he finally gets a tour of the house. This was the house that they moved in season two, I want to say. So Ethan has not ever been inside of it, which is a wild thing to say. And he's like, this is weird because like, it's kind of like our old house, but it's a lot bigger and, you know, it's got all these memories and he goes and does a little ditty on the piano that he says that he has not played on since he got married <laughs> back in 2018 and yeah just like he was being a lot I mean it was definitely awkward but I think Ethan was being a lot more like open than I would have expected him to be because remember like when they got into that fight at the in the driveway and Ethan got all red-faced and put his finger in his dad's face it was like don't don't move any further <laughs> Can you imagine if they really engaged in Vistacuffs? Uh, this would be the number one TV show on TLC. Lydia says, while she's really happy to see Ethan and have her big brother back again, she also can't help but think that Kim has been asked to not be around in order for this reunion to happen. So they all sit down to have their big talk. And, you know, Barry says that he feels like a lot of the issues between he and Ethan and Olivia and Kim are really more issues between Olivia and Kim. And he and Ethan's relationship kind of just suffered because of their issues. So then Barry tells the little girls, you know, why don't you guys go play a game? We're going to all have a little conversation. They move to the next room over. And Ethan's like, I feel like something's happening. I feel like something's going on. I'm feeling like everybody knows something that I don't know what's happening here. So Barry prefaces, Ethan, there's something I need to tell you. And he's like, okay, just hit me with it. Barry says, well, your mother and I are separated. And Ethan's face just turns bright red again. He just goes, well, dang. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Dang. I've been there. <laughs> the Barry says, yeah, you have, but I kind of feel like your trajectory with Olivia is a little bit different from me and Kim's because I think that we're headed towards a D-I-V-O-R-C-E. And at that point, Lydia just, the tears don't stop. They, they don't stop streaming down her face. Um, then Barry says that for the past couple of months, it's been really hard for him emotionally to like process everything. He's been grieving in a way. And Ethan even offers his own sort of advice, having been a man of, of separation before. And he's like, you know, the first three months or so of Olivia and I's separation were the hardest, but emotionally it got better after that. Um, I do feel bad for Ethan. Like, even though I find his, a lot of his treatment and his relationship with Olivia to be very frustrating in the sense that like he never makes it easier. Like you guys might find Olivia to be dramatic, but Ethan never deescalates the situation. And I find that very frustrating. However, in these moments, I'm reminded that this kid is like very emotionally repressed, like especially last week with the stripping stuff. And he just like, does not possess the tools to handle his emotions. And so for that reason, I do feel empathy for him because during this whole scene and even after they're interviewing him, like clearly they're interviewing him right after they're filming this scene, he's not making eye contact with anybody. He keeps looking down on the floor. He won't look at the camera. He won't look at the producer behind the camera who's asking questions like you're supposed to like, He's really like working through his feelings and it's showing on his face because his face is like beet red. Um, and I feel bad for him because that's, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, you also have to take into consideration that he's learning this presumably for the first time on television in front of a bunch of cameras. And yeah, he's surrounded by his family, but that's also like pretty big news. And that sucks. That's a lot. So he tells the producers, you know, obviously he's not happy about this news, but he was happy, at least that his dad told him in person. So Barry asks Ethan if he wants to know, do you have any questions? Is there anything you want to know about how this happened? And Ethan just kind of nods his head. So Barry says, you know, last year I started noticing that your mom was 
you know, reacting a little bit differently to me. And basically she wasn't happy. I felt like I would either get shut down or like she felt like I would shut her down or discount her feelings. And then Lydia says, because she's still crying in a confessional that the reality of her parents' divorce is really hitting her now. And that initially she had a lot of hope, but now she thinks that she might have a lot to process. And speaking of, and I have not listened to the song, but um, it appears that Lydia has processed the divorce in the form of a song. Um, hold tight for just a second. Okay, so I am back a brand new woman. Apparently, the Lord impressed upon my heart to go to YouTube, listen to this song, and the vlog accompanied with the making of the song. Um, and uh, wow, I feel more enlightened than I ever hoped to be. So let me talk just briefly about her four-minute vlog. Um, it begins with, I would say the first minute is just a... Uh, photo and video collage of her in the stew if you will dropping beats she's talking to the producer she's got the um her acoustic guitar at one point it's not um you know it's not hooked up to anything that could be recording but you know she's she's using it appear apparently um there are a lot of thumbs up pictures um while she's in the booth outside the booth near the microphone, all of that. And then she really walks us through, you know, the behind the music, the making of the, the, the song Yahweh, my God. Okay. Um, so I had seen on an Instagram story that she had talked about how this song came about during a difficult time in her life, uh, Barry and Kim's divorce. And, so yeah, she really walks us more through that and how, um, you know, every day God gives her a word or a phrase, kind of like Sesame Street. And, and she uses that to like navigate the rest of her day. So she would, she, even though God apparently gives her everything, she's able to pick and choose like what this is supposed to go to like so maybe that word or phrase of the day will come because of something that she's going through that day but she knew that there were some words and phrases that were coming to her that were supposed to go towards a song so she was sort of like piecing them together over time and one day she had a dream in which the title of the song Yahweh my God is was presented to her but she could not, for the life of her, remember the title of the song. And then one day it just came back. Okay. So I guess, you know, at this point, I admit I, you know, started getting on Twitter and just sort of, you know, listening with half an ear. But I believe that the producer also had a message from the one and only JC and also helped Lydia with the lyrics. So they were able to piece together a song from all of those phrases and dreams and messages. God bless. Okay. Um, let's get into the song. Yahweh, my God. Um, hmm. I mean, she said that the God gave her the title and that this came to her in a dream, like a nap dream 
Or was this like a full sleep? Was this like maybe you fell asleep on a car ride just briefly on a road trip or something? Or like, I just want to know, like, is this a result of like a full REM cycle? Or, you know, maybe, maybe it's just like a quicker transition. Um, so the beat, it's a four minute song. And I would say the beat drops pretty much about halfway into it. It takes about two minutes for the beat to drop. And then it just escalates real quick. Like there's a, just a heightened level of like, um, fervor, uh, urgency. Um, you know, just like being on fire for Christ. Um, it just really escalates quite quickly and, and in a way that I really couldn't make heads or tails. Like I just didn't know which way was up. Um, I really would like Mariah, Lydia and Christine from sister wives to realize that we don't have to, you know, I know that the Lord, our God likes us to reach the highest points that we can. Right. But that doesn't also have to be true of your vocal range. Like if you're not a, a soprano, just say that it's fine. <clears throat> as we age, I'm not a soprano. I was a soprano when I was in the sunshine band at the church that I went to as a child, but you know, uh, life happens, age happens. And usually our voices get deeper and we're not all Ariana Grande. Okay. So we're not all Mariah Carey. And so if you find yourself stretching too much, then maybe we just go to a lower register that feels a little bit more comfortable. That would be my suggestion. Um, uh, I, you know, the video itself was more of a lyric video than an actual music video. There seemed to be featured a lot of um, self-shot photography around the plath property. Um, we got a couple shots of the dirt road, a couple shots of Lydia in a field, like kind of obscure, very artistic, um, out in the background, but she, you know, the Lord is lifting her name on high or she's lifting the Lord's name on high arms raised, just truly a vessel for Christ. Um, so it was a lot. Um, I do feel differently. Um, I'm still going to have to process what those emotions are after we stop recording. Um, but if you guys want to check out Yahweh, my God on YouTube, um, oh, there was even a credit, not credits, a single credit at the end written by Lydia Plath. So just, just in case, just in case you didn't know, um, I, interestingly enough, cause in the vlog, she said that everything, all those lyrics were given to her by God. So I'm, I wasn't seeing his name in the credit. Seems like she took all that credit for herself. Interesting. Maybe we might need to, need to uh, hop into the prayer closet and talk about that. I think God might be a little upset. Or actually, he might be relieved that you uh, didn't put his name on it. You know, well, I mean, you did, but twice in the title. But, um, you know, in the credits. Maybe he would like to be removed from that entirely. Maybe God got a production credit at the end. He gets more money on the back end as a producer than as a writer, I think. I think so. Maybe, maybe they worked it out. Maybe they worked it out. She put God in a 360 deal. Okay. I gotta go. <laughs> Let me finish this episode. Um, okay. So what happens after this? I've, I've truly like lost the plot. Um, 
Jesus, take the wheel, please. Oh, okay. So then they ask Ethan again in a confessional how he like feels about all of this, all the news. And he's like, you know, I think I'm going to need to process this. And it'll be easier for me to talk about it, like to you, production, after I think about this. <clears throat> so finally, in the episode, we get to see Kim. And she says that she was basically just at the dance studio doing some busy work to give Ethan and Barry some space. And she says, usually she would have stood her ground and been like, this is my house. I'm not going to leave if Ethan's coming. But she decided she's just tired now. And also, like, she wants to be nice to Barry and let him have a relationship with the son but mostly it's because she's tired she's tired and she's now she's got somewhere else to go so you know she's probably just great another excuse for me to hike that um leg up on the bar in, in my sandal okay um and also thank you guys <laughs> thank you guys for noticing because I've been like lightly trolling all of you um not really, not really. But you know, guys know that when I put up the episode announcements, I usually do a collage on social media to, you know, of scenes from the episode. But every episode announcement that I've been doing for this season, I've included a picture of uh, uh, Kim <laughs> with her leg up on the bar. <laughs> really, just because it makes me laugh every time. It really does. <laughs> Even if the dance studio has not been featured in several episodes, and you guys are going to get that picture for the rest of the season, I guarantee you. It's just so funny to me. And I don't think it's ever going to not be. Anyway, so she says that, you know, she's still going to give Ethan and Barry some space. So she's, we have to watch a scene of her having a conversation with this man, Charles. So Charles is a family friend and he sold them their house, the dance studio, a couple other properties. So he's been in the family fold for quite some time. So they're just like, you know, she tells Charles Ethan is in town, but he's only going to meet up with Barry and only if she's not there. And Kim says that she basically feels like once... She knows that Barry's going to tell Ethan about the separation, but she's feeling that once Barry tells him, Ethan's really not going to fuck with her because <laughs> he's only going to get Barry's side of the story and, you know, it's just going to be worse for their relationship. And Charles is like, well, you know, I hope at some point Ethan can see that everything that you and Barry did for them growing up was like out of love. Maybe you guys had a strict upbringing and maybe you, you know, were very stringent, but you guys did it because you loved them and not because you were trying to be mean to them or anything. And Kim's like, yeah, well, I don't really think, I don't really think that like that's really counted for much over the last couple of years. Like, I don't think the kids have taken it into consideration. Like she's so selfish. I, like I understand her issue with Barry if you feel like your love tank has been empty I get you girl but like this like weird bitterness and resentment towards her children because they don't fuck with her is weird to me and it's like these are the consequences of your actions if you want to like it almost like she's like upset with Ethan or she feels like oh he's not adhering to what I want. And so therefore we're just going to be in this stalemate forever. Like not at any point did I hear 
I really miss Ethan and I want to try and work on our relationship. It's just like, well, I've been shipped off and I guess I'm going to be nice to Barry and throw him a bone. But like, what do I get? And like, I don't think all the things that I've done have counted for much. And it's like, well. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Your issues with Barry don't need to be also be your issues with your kids. Like, this is why you are where you're at, girl. It almost seems like she doesn't like Ethan. And that's weird. That's really weird. Then Kim says that she has committed herself to not saying anything bad about Barry. And she thinks that Barry has also done the same and not talk shit about her but she also feels like it's more confusing to the kids if they keep it cute and keep it like nice and light and bright talking about the other um partner because she feels like the kids aren't really going to understand why they're getting divorced like basically she's saying the fact that i don't get to talk shit about uh their dad is going to make them side with him and they're not gonna see my my angle of it like okay well then maybe find a way to express that to them without talking shit about barry like is that what you want like you want to be heard without seeming like a demon then yeah, I mean, just find another way to communicate that to them. Like, <laughs> she wants us to feel bad for her so bad. And, like, she's really making it hard. She's really making it difficult. So the episode ends with Ethan, Micah, and Isaac. They're all talking about the parents' divorce. And Ethan's, like, you know, trying to process everything. And how they were just really taken aback by this whole situation because they never thought that divorce was going to happen to Kim and Barry. Micah says the breakup really doesn't make sense to him because he feels like, sorry, Ethan said that. Ethan says that the breakup doesn't make sense to him because he feels like Barry has done everything for Kim. And this is, again, is like where I'm seeing this resentment of history repeating itself with his marriage with Eth- with Olivia and why he's siding with Barry because he feels like Barry and he feels like Olivia is Kim and he is a lot like Barry in that they're maybe man men of action 
and they'll do like acts of service. But what these women want are words of affirmation or quality time or something like physical touch, you know? <laughs> Um, but they're just like these men who are robots emotionally, they don't know how to do it. So they do a bunch of things. And so Ethan is now looking at like, my dad gave her everything. Why isn't she more grateful? But it's like, well, what he, he didn't give her is like love and a feeling of safety as a romantic partner. So that's the issue. And that's going to be the issue and is the issue currently in your marriage, bro. And you're only what, three years in? Not good. Not good. The only difference between Barry and Ethan seems to be that Ethan is like especially horny and willing to, um, you know, express that with Olivia. I don't think that's happening with Barry or Kim. And frankly, I don't want to know if it did. Doesn't seem like it. And that's all I need to know. So, um, yeah. So then, uh, Ethan says, you know, he's glad that he doesn't have to see Kim because he made a vow that he would never see her again. But especially now that he knows about the separation, he sure as hell won't be there. Or, you know, he sure as hell won't see her. And then he says, I've been done with that lady for a long time. <laughs> and at this point, Isaac and Micah are like, bro, you got to chill out because you, you're talking about my mama. Okay. Isaac is like, I don't think you should call her that lady and mike is like i understand how you feel bro but like i'm starting to get pissed off at your attitude towards our mom ethan really shuts his blonde ass up and he says on a confessional that usually mike is pretty low-key he doesn't get too hot tempered for so for him to even say that he is feeling pissed off by ethan it, it means a lot <laughs> it really means a lot it really got his attention and so micah tells ethan listen I don't understand everything. I don't understand our mom, but she's still our mom and I love her. And Ethan's like, well, you're a better man than I am because I don't. Okay. Micah then reminds Ethan, listen, you've only heard dad's side of the story. And of course it's going to make you side with dad over mom, which is understandable. But what you need to understand is that our mom has changed a lot. And Isaac fully co-signs that. Isaac even at one point is like, no, you don't understand. Like our mom is now the coolest mom out of all of my friends' parents. <laughs> like she's really made a drastic change. So Micah kind of hear, sorry, Ethan kind of hears them, but in a confessional, he's like, listen, I am taken aback by them saying that she's that cool, but people can change on the outside, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they've changed on the inside. So, Ethan then tells Micah, don't jump to conclusions. Like, sorry, I keep fucking this up. Micah tells Ethan, <laughs> don't jump to conclusions before you talk to mom, especially, you know, because I feel like you're going to talk to Olivia about this. So basically what Micah was trying to tell Ethan, like, don't chastise her mom. Like, don't be so hard on her, especially because I know you're going to be telling Olivia what's going on. Like, just don't be too biased in your retelling of this. Right. So Ethan actually is like, yeah, I'm probably not going to give her too many of the details. I'm just going to tell her, Hey, my parents are going to get divorced and keep it at that. He's like, I'm not trying to deal with any sort of drama. I don't feel the need to tell Olivia the details of their relationship. I avoid drama like the plague right now. And so she's just going to get what she gets in terms of information. Um, so 
Ethan says because he's so anti-drama, he's actually pretty resentful of Kim and also Olivia for being so dramatic in his life. So then Micah asks, okay, are you ever going to let go of this grudge? And Ethan's like, well, maybe. (laughs) Then he says in a confessional that he feels like he should talk to his mom probably sooner than later. But really that's mostly because he just wants to have access to the kids and not because he's trying to like mend any fences with her. So we'll see. I mean, it seems like maybe at some point this season, they do have a confrontation or a, a a meetup with each other. So yeah, we'll see what happens. You guys. Mm, 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 Um, check out stream Yahweh my God on Spotify stream Yahweh my God on YouTube stream Yahweh my God on Apple music and well I'll check in with you guys next week amen thank you guys so much for listening (laughs) thank me for speaking